0: The best insight, instant feedback, accountability, the all-new Talk Radio Freedom 106.5.
1: Now we step in to Diabetes and You with Dr. Andrew Badu. Hello, good day.
2: Hi, Tosco. Good afternoon. How are you doing?
1: I'm all right. How are you?
2: I'm good. Just excuse me. I'm just, like My phone is ringing all the time. It's Diabetes Month. Sorry about that. No problem. Um, so, so yes, um, and, and yes, it is diabetes awareness month, and I'm really sick of things that uh, we have quite a lot happening right now. Um, so, this weekend, as, as our listeners would know, is our diabetes symposium, uh, the Carlton Philip Diabetes Symposium, and that's going to be at the University of the West Indies at the Teaching and Learning Complex. It starts at nine a.m. and ends at three, and we're going to be hosting um panels of expert diabetes speakers uh we're going to be having a men's and women's forum we have exhibitors um who would be having diabetes products and services on display so we have quite a lot on this Saturday so we, we, we're gearing up for that of course of course everyone is invited um you just need to pay a small contribution of $50 to attend and that includes that it's going to give you breakfast and lunch and conference package and access to everything there. So we're asking persons and some of our listeners to come out on that day. Of course, Freedom 106.5 will be there uh broadcasting live from the event. Um so you'll be able to hear it on your radio on Saturday. Uh and of course uh, we'll be have we're gonna be having some of our personalities from Freedom there as well on that Saturday. Um next week Sunday is our run that event it's the last event for the Diabetes Awareness Month. Um, This event is going to be um, at the Chaguanas Borough Corporation Uh, at 4 p.m. The run starts at 4.30. Persons can still register, but we're selling out pretty quickly. We don't have many more packages left. So if you do want to run or you do want to walk, you could run or walk the five kilometer, or there's a 1.5 walk around the block um, for persons as well. All participants get their t-shirts and medals and race packages. Uh, we have about 50 exhibitors there at the race village. with so it's a very exciting, um, very, very exciting event with a lot of activities, a lot of games, a lot of fun. And of course, you're going come to come and support the Diabetes Association. I hope you're there, Tosca. I hope you could come more and support us as well.
1: Uh, I'll try to make our it. Our
2: friend Bass is going to be there. And base is going to be, um, be our DJ for that day so looking forward to, to, to having us there and dr Saf will be there as well too
1: and what to our listeners are... sorry could you tell me the mm-hmm. date again is it this saturday
2: so it's so this so next week sunday is our 5k uh this saturday is our symposium okay. uh at both events freedom will be there freedom will be there broadcasting um so so this saturday saturday 18th is our diabetes symposium if you want to register, you can give us a call at 607-3288. Um, and if it, if you want to um, register for our symposium, so, sorry, for our 5K, you can visit our website at diabetes-tt.org. So you could register there as well for that 5K. Uh, last week we would have given, up, given away a couple of couple race packages uh, might be willing to give away one or two again this week if our listeners are paying attention. Um, so today we don't have a guest with us so it's just me today um, and we're going to be chatting some more about diabetes and of course taking your calls, uh, answering your questions. You could send us a message, you could send, up, send us a WhatsApp message or you could um, give us a call and we'll be happy to take any questions that you have and I want to to to, to open up a discussion today about, complementary and alternative medicines uh as in trinidad we know some of them as bush medicines and the things people may be using to treat their diabetes or treat their diabetes complications or conditions some of which work and we we did have experts on the on the show earlier earlier on in the year we would have had professor um clement and he would have been speaking about some of the, the 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 herbs and, and remedies that do actually show evidence. But of course, there are lots of things that don't. And beyond the herbs and remedies, there are also some methods that I would I would class as pseudoscience. And a lot of these methods are being touted as, 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 as either being able to diagnose the diseases or being able to treat those diseases. So I want to open up that discussion today. And we're going to be chatting some more about that. Um, and I hope to to, to get the engagement of our listeners. So that's the topic that I want to discuss today. Um, But of course, before we do that, I just want to remind persons, if you do want to contact the association or you do want to reach out to us for any of our services or help, you need to give us a call at 607-3288. That's the Diabetes Association phone number. Um, Give us a call at any time and then you could also Send us a message, visit us on social media, Facebook and Instagram, or even TikTok, and you can get out more information there. See what's going on at the association. So I wanna go into it. So Tusca, do you know of any herbs or any any traditional remedies or bush medicines um, that you would have heard of for diabetes before?
1: Um I know of well. Orange peel, tea, mm-hmm. um, sometimes mm-hmm. they say ginger and garlic, if you chew garlic, I think no garlic is for blood pressure. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, of course
2: and and, and 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 yeah, yeah, continue sorry
1: <laughs> no, well, when you when after the preface of saying, you know, um old school oh. remedies. You know, I'm, I'm really right. thinking. Yeah, it's really watching my uh, grandparents take these things. Grandparents, yeah, exactly, and saying that these and, things and, work. mm
2: mm-hmm. And the thing is that now the thinking is that many of the the, the 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 medicines that we have right now, modern medicines, are really based on medicines or observations of medicines which have worked in the past. And of course, many many of these are actually things that um, plants or animals synthesize. And then now we could do it in a lab or we, we have modified it to the extent to actually make it better. The, the, the considerations you need to have when dealing with, 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 with home remedies or bush remedies or alternative remedies are the dosage. And, 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 and if it is, if it is something actually has an effect and show is shown to have an effect, how much of it should you take? Because of course. If you look at Western medicine or, or, or medicine that the doctor would give you, there's a dosage and that dosage has been measured and it's been tested. Mm-hmm. And based on who you are and based on what your symptoms are and based on how advanced they are, you will be prescribed that dosage and at, at a certain frequency. So we actually know what those molecules are going to do. But the thing is with the bush medicine, we don't know because even if you think, okay, well, ten leaves of, of moringa might do something for you, um, then the thing is all ten leaves aren't created yeah. equally. It's 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 an, it's it nature that you're really um looking at and and and, and they do have consistency across. So different plants, different trees would have different concentrations of the compound. Um whether or not there is a component working on not, that's another story we'll talk about very soon. But that's a consideration you need, to, you need to think about. So, for example, there has been evidence to show that cinnamon, people always say, you know, use cinnamon to lower your blood sugar. But there has been evidence and it have been published saying that cinnamon usage does have some sort of um, efficacy, does, does help with the blood sugar control. Now, the thing is, all cinnamon is not created equally because they are Hundreds, if not thousands, of species of cinnamon trees. So the type of cinnamon that you might consume is not the type of cinnamon that um, you know you, you might have in Trinidad. And the thing is, the concentration, the dosage that they, they've been using would not be the same dosage as well that may, you know, maybe even eff- well applicable for you. I want to give an example, not related really to diabetes, but something else. I've, I've told our listeners this already. Tosca, have you ever heard that drinking wine, red wine, is good for your health? Yes. You've heard that. Yes, yes I've and many heard persons that. have heard that. Exactly, and the thing is, well, there there have been newspaper articles and magazine articles about it, and it says that drinking red wine is going to make you live longer or make you get younger. And a lot of persons would have seen that headline. So there is some truth to it, but the thing is, it's not totally true. So the uh, thing is, I'm sorry, when am
1: that... I'm sorry to interrupt, but I, I, I was hoping to hear, yeah, it's true, because, I mean, that's that's one of the pleasures <laughs> of life, wine.
2: Exactly, exactly. But then you need to understand the sensationalism that comes with journalism, as you would understand. Yes. Mm-hmm. And if it is that you want, you have a catchy headline, right? Yes. And and most persons would, would just read the headline and not read the article. And the thing is, even if you read the article, sometimes the article may not be, if it's a a magazine, then that might not be a trusted source. You might have to get a more academic source to know what's actually going on. So here's what's happening. In the red wine, there's a compound that has been found called resveratrol. And this is a compound that's still being investigated, but it did show some evidence in mice. It did show some evidence that the resveratrol does in a sense decrease the aging or slower the aging process. So in mice it showed that and then of course they would have extrapolated and said well in red wine so 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 the the, the headline would have been drinking red wine would, would be good for your health or is equivalent to doing um, how much exercise or things like that and then people just run with it. but really and truly if it doesn't want to have any effect on the respiratory based on the concentrations that they would have used in mice, you actually would need to drink about ten to twenty bottles of red wine a day, and of course hmm. that's not, not 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 feasible because the, the 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 disadvantages of drinking ten bottles of wine, of course, not even possible. But yeah. disadvantage of drinking all the all you know. Unless you're on vacation dimension.
1: and you have nothing else to do on the other day, but I I get I what you're saying. <laughs> not ten, no, you, you, you. but not no, okay, well, not, not ten. <laughs>
2: Good. Well, I'm happy I've never drank 10 bottles of wine, too. No. <laughs> I know some people may have, but, um, but but exactly. So so the thing is, you need to be careful with headlines, and, 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 and especially nowadays where you have lots of YouTube videos and TikTok videos and people making up all types of things and they could say anything that they want. And social media is so accessible for persons. Anything that you want to say, you put it out there. And depending on how convincing you are, people will believe you. And it's very difficult to check these persons. It's very very difficult to prevent this. Um, now in Trinidad and Tobago, we've had a long history of people touting inaccuracies and touting things with no medical basis. And I don't think we've ever had legislation to prevent this. And it's something that I really want us to, I want us at the association and even at the Ministry of Health to look at, which is legislation to, 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 to work towards persons who are making medical claims, which have no basis. Now You cannot do these things in the United States. eh? You cannot do these things in a developed country. They're going to sue you. They're going to lock you up one time. In Trinidad and Tobago, however, they they get away with it. So I wanted to take a short break. And when we get back, I want to talk some more about some of these practices which are done in Trinidad and Tobago, which really They have very little to no medical basis, um, and they are still touted as medical devices or medical methods or medical treatments. And people are losing a lot of money, paying a lot of money to these people, and they really really need to to, to make some interventions here. So when we get back, we'll also open up your phone lines, take some of your WhatsApp messages, and of course, invite you to take part in the conversation we're talking about Alternative medicines, bush medicines, and we're talking about all of these, these herbal remedies or even magical pills, potions, and remedies that persons have uh, that tell you that they could cure or they could they could they could treat your diabetes or your other diseases. So let's take a break Tosk and get back. The best insight, instant feedback, accountability, the all-new talk radio,
0: freedom one oh six point five.
1: And now we head back to Diabetes and You with Mr. Andrew Danu.
2: Hi, Tosca, and thanks everyone for joining us again. Uh we are chatting today um about bush medicines, complementary alternative medicines. And I want to talk a little bit about some of these methods and techniques that people are touting. Now I've been seeing them over the past few years and And we've always seen them on TV and in newspapers, but now because we have social media, you're seeing all of these advertisements on Facebook and on TikTok and on Instagram and on WhatsApp messages. You're seeing things there where people claim that they could cure your diabetes, they could treat your diabetes, they could test for diseases. And they're not medical professionals, and you need to be wary of that. You need to be wary. First of all, there are so many people in Toronto, Tobago, and I don't know why up to now we don't have legislation for this. People call themselves doctors, and they're not medical doctors, or they're not, they're not PhDs, or they're not, you know, they 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 they're not, um, they they're really misleading persons in a way. So one of these things I've seen even quite recently, I've seen these persons touting these injections that you could take to lose weight and it's so amazing to me at Tusca during during the vaccination during the height of the covid pandemic people were so afraid to take the vaccine they were so afraid of the needle they were afraid of what's in the vaccine and they want to know who make it and where it come from and this and that but if you look at some of these ads on facebook where you have these injections that people sell that say that, you know, you could inject and melt the fat away and lose weight. And and the amount of people are interested and the amount of people want to get it, but they don't know what's inside it. So it's amazing to me that people would not want to take a a, a vaccine, which has been tested by by hundreds of scientists and have shown um, efficacy around the world. But you want to take an injection that could cause to lose weight. I'm thinking if we used to say the COVID vaccine used to cause to lose weight, mm-hmm. people would have been lining up around the corner for it. So uh, okay. this is just, of course, one example. We have so many other examples of people selling things. I've seen patches. I've seen one of this this patch that people could, they, they say that is a diabetic patch that causes to low, lower your blood sugar. That's nonsense. Now, we, we if it is that there's no, there, there isn't, any evidence to show, an empirical evidence, scientific evidence to show that this actually works, then you cannot make that claim.
1: Can I ask you a question? Can I ask you a question, Mr. Dano? Let's say, how do we verify the claims that are being made in some of the um, infomercials that you see for these very same products that you you just mentioned, like Mm -hmm. the patch and so on? Because Mm -hmm. Um, They bring on, quote-unquote, clinical doctors and talk about clinical studies that have been done, etc. How, Mm -hmm. as someone looking at this, can verify that the information is correct?
2: And this is where we have the problem because, again, we need policies so that we actually have a body who could verify this. Now, you could call the Diabetes Association and we will be able to assist you and tell you whether or not this is correct or not, but we can't do that for everybody. Mm-hmm. um we can't of course go out there and say this is what you can and cannot do and you should not and we don't have the power to enforce that and here's where of course there, there should be legislation to to really enforce this now the thing is that all of these persons or many of these places would, would see that you know they have supporters and i'll get people to endorse it and all of that but the thing is no matter if it's if a single doctor endorses no matter if two people or 10 people go on TV and and say that this has helped me and this has done this, then that isn't scientific evidence. You need to do clinical studies whereby you look at people who take whatever the treatment is, look at people who not take any treatment, the size of the sample size or the number of people need to be significant, the comparison, the, the effect needs to be significantly different to show that there is an actual change, and that needs to be published in a reputable journal and only then would you even consider that it can work and not even once, but by multiple people. And that's the reason why it takes so long and it takes such a long time and so much money to get drugs approved,
0: mm-hmm. medical drugs
2: approved. Mm-hmm. So this is the reason why I think we need to have this regulation in Trinidad and Tobago, and I think I'm going to be championing, but well, I am going to be championing this cause in 2024. Uh, because I'm seeing so much of it, and it's getting it's it, it getting overwhelming. I'm mm-hmm. all the time I'm seeing these things, and people are spending thousands, if not up to millions of dollars, on these things. These these things that have no efficacy at all. So it's very very important for persons to understand, and I want persons to if you do know of a a, a, a treatment, if you do know of a of a of a, a, a device or a drug or something that persons are touting. I don't want you to call their name, but you could describe it if you would like to give us a call or send us some, and we could a- answer answer if it is that it, it really is something that you should pay attention to or not. So maybe you could share your phone numbers on our WhatsApp numbers, Tuscan, and tell us sure. We do have any messages I will take those.
1: The numbers are 6273223 and 6252257 and the WhatsApp number is 3061065. And actually I do have a couple questions coming in via WhatsApp. And uh the first one coming in is that the person had a reading of 6.7 what is their next step?
2: Sure. Cool. so if a person has a and I'm assuming that's an HBA1C test so 6.7 is meaning that your blood sugars are generally high. Um, now we want a value below 5.7. The thing is, I don't know if the person is living with diabetes or not, because that determines what your target range would be. If you're not living with diabetes, then you want to the range on you want a value under 5.7. If you are living with diabetes, then you want a range generally under 6.5 um for some people who are in on insulin we could even say well you know your range could even be as much as seven or seven point five and some physicians would say that but i'm assuming the person has never been diagnosed with diabetes before and you have a 6.5 6.7 range this means that of course your blood sugars are higher if you're not diagnosed by a doctor you should be speaking to a doctor Mm -hmm. at this point in time here is where you need to have interventions and these interventions would, of course be primarily lifestyle change, so diet, exercise, stress management, so on. And then depending on the doctor, the doctor may also supplement first-line diabetes control medication, so metformin, for example. But most importantly, you need to have those lifestyle modifications.
1: Earlier today, yes, earlier today you spoke about wine and, you know, taking of wine should help you with diabetes and so on. The question coming in, should someone who is pre-diabetic still drink alcohol?
2: Yeah, that's a good question. So, alcohol in moderation, just like anything else, is okay. Now, moderation, you need to understand. So, you could have as much as one or two two drinks, and that's a normal-sized drink. Mm -hmm. Um, So, like one beer or half a glass of wine. I think it's like four ounces of a spirit or something like that. You don't want to have that regularly. So, on occasion, not more than a few times or once a month or for the most um even none is even better Mm -hmm. so but if you must have and then you you don't want to have more than two because then that will put you into a region whereby you wouldn't be able to control your blood sugar well and and your blood sugars may be going low and you wouldn't be able to detect it because it's it's just like if you're getting drunk it feels the same way so if you are pre-diabetic then you should try to avoid it. And if, if you are choosing to have an alcoholic beverage, then a on the side of having an alcoholic beverage, which is lower in sugar. So the light beers, um, the sugar-free um, or low-sugar wine, less sweet wines, and even you could use mixers, which are sugar-free as well. So I know Christmas is coming up and lots of persons are interested in having a beverage or two, which is fine,
1: mm-hmm.
2: but you want to limit how much you have. If you're on insulin, however, we need to pay very close attention to that. And we'd advise persons who are on insulin to not drink at all because that could have a very um, negative impact on your blood sugars and your insulin control.
1: I have another question coming for you. Good day. My dad has diabetes and his problem is that his pressure is very low at times. What causes low blood pressure?
2: Yeah. So that may be a complication associated with diabetes or maybe something else that's underlying. Now we need to understand what the values are to actually say what is low and how low it is. Um, generally, well, again, there are many, many reasons they could have a lower, lower than normal blood pressure. Um, and it could just be his normal as well, based on the size of his body. So that's why you really should consult your physician about what is his target range for blood sugar, blood pressure and blood sugar, but blood pressure more so. Uh, You need to know what your target range is. And of course, speak to the doctor about that because it could be medication that the patient is on. It could be um, other underlying conditions or it just could be his normal um, range. And this is just something we need to understand. Also, it could be a blood pressure monitor. Many persons are using blood pressure monitors that really do not work quite well. They they opt for very cheap options and it really, blood pressure monitors need to be validated. I would have shared one time a website that I'll try to look for the website again for you all to to look to see if your blood pressure monitor is a validated blood pressure monitor. Um, I'll I'll look for it in a short bit and I'll share it with all the stars. But once you go on that website and you put in your blood pressure model, it will tell you if it's a blood pressure machine that you should use. If you don't find it there, it's an international validation agency, and you should not be using um, that blood pressure machine.
1: All right. We have a phone call coming in. Let's take that call. Hello. Good afternoon.
0: Good afternoon.
3: Doctor, is low blood pressure one of the main causes of our erectile dysfunction?
2: I'll listen here. Yeah. Okay. So, thanks for that question. Um, not really. Um, some of the many, many causes of erectile dysfunction, eh, including diabetes and having very high blood sh- blood sugars. Um, I, I really can't answer that if, if low blood pressure, sh- blood pressure typically would cause that. It may be associated with other conditions, but I don't think it's a, as a direct result. And it's not the main cause definitely of erectile dysfunction because it's not really the pressure in the blood that's going to cause the erection. Eh? Um, it's really other mechanisms that that, 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 that have to to, to to be put into place to actually get that erection. So
1: all right so I hope that uh, sorry about that. Uh going back to the discussion about homemade remedies and quote unquote bush medicine, someone is talking mm-hmm. about uh Barbadine leaves. How can you explain mm-hmm. um my diabetes readings were much different and my doctor wanted to know if I took or drank something else than the medicine she gave me. I, I guess the um, Barbadine seemed to work for this in, individual, and it's see Barbadine leaves. Yeah. So they, they're trying yeah. to get you to explain how come that worked then, basically.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So there are many reasons something might work, even though there, it really doesn't work in your body. Yeah, there's, there's something called the placebo effect, mm-hmm. um, which, of course, is when you think something is working or might work, you um, your body actually has or your mind actually has a lot of control over your body so that could be one reason now i haven't seen extensively there being research on barbadine leaves and having showing that if there's any efficacy in lowering your blood sugar now another thing that can happen is remember you're taking the barbadine leaves and you're taking your blood pressure blood sugar medication as well eh? so it's not that the, when you take the blood pressure medication, it may work immediately. It may take some time to actually work. And you need to use the blood pressure medication and turn them with 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 a healthy lifestyle. So it could just mean, because I, again, it's just one person. So it could just mean that, that that month that you would have taken that test, when you did use the barboline leaves, you did things differently from the other months as well. So I don't know. I can't say. But what I can say is that there isn't a lot of, empirical proof from a lot of persons that this actually shows a significant effect or change in your blood sugar. Now, studies have been done on a lot of these products. One of them is, is berberine. And berberine is, being, is a hot topic now in diabetes research because we have been seeing a lot of positive effects of berberine. It lowers your blood sugar, assists in controlling your blood sugar, similar to metformin. So a lot of persons are taking it Um, But there are different forms of berberine. So that's something you need to to pay attention to as well. But berberine, lots of medical studies on it. And we have been seeing a lot of really good outcomes from berberine.
1: All right. Another question coming in. Um, This is pertaining to tingling in the feet and foot spurs. Does that Mm -hmm. mean I have diabetes?
2: Right. So tingling in the feet. Again, one of the classic symptoms of diabetic neuropathy the early stages, but it could mean other things as well. So what I would say is the primary thing, or the first thing that you should do is check your blood sugars, have an HbA1c test done. And if your blood sugars are high, then that may be the cause, but that should be a cause. If it, if it is something that persists for a long time, you should speak to your physician about it um, visit your health center and speak to your doctor about it um, because it may be other conditions as well um so you can't really diagnose it. you can't say what a condition is just by by giving a, a symptom but we we know that that is a classic sign of of, of 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 uncontrolled or poorly controlled diabetes so you need to look out for that um there are supplements that you could take as well one of which we have spoken about in this program a lot of times. um, When Dr. Mann was here, we were talking about that uh, high dose vitamin C product, sorry, vitamin B1 product, um, and that actually assists you as well in controlling and alleviating some of the pain associated with neuropathy.
1: All right, Celestica. Sorry?
2: A call? Yes, we have
1: a call coming in.
2: That's 24.
1: All right. Hello, good afternoon.
0: Yes, good afternoon to you, Tusca and, 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 and Dr. Danu. Good afternoon.
1: Um, yeah, good nice
0: afternoon. program as usual, very informative. Um, Dr. Danu, um, I am 68 years of age, right? I'm a total vegetarian. I work a three-acre piece of land. I sweat a lot. I do plenty exercises, plus I do walking and such, right? So i just building up now to what I got to mm-hmm. um so, so um, I recently did a, um, with the San Health Centre, did a HB1C test, and it showed 6.5, right? Now, the thing is that um, I, I, I hardly even buy sugar in my, my, my house, right? I cook for myself. I, I hardly even buy sugar. You know, even sometimes looking for sugar to put in, well, if I get an orange and I want to make a juice, I do have sugar in the house. So, uh, and... The only, the only snack I really eat, I won't call the name, but it's a wrong biscuits in a red pack, and it's it, it's it's hardly even it's more like a a quick salt biscuit, right, and things. So it really I have when you read really the labels, it has up to too much sugar and all, concentration good, you know. So I'm I, I I try I'm a total vegetarian and I try to eat like um, fruits, you know, like any morning if I have. Um, Thing, I eat two figs, or I drink a coconut, a young coconut, or I eat um two palm city, or, or or something, or two mango, you know, and I go in my garden and I sweat I, I, I walk there from about seven to about eleven. So I sweat a lot, you know, and things like that. But um um I went back to the well every six months I had to go in the center for a check right? And thing. And when they went up, they say it went up to five point seven. Right? And I am amazed to know what I'm doing wrong or what is causing it to to, 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 to go up a little it didn't go up too high, but you know what mm-hmm. is what is causing it because I like I say, I don't really eat sweet things, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and um so, I do have sugar in my house. I eat fruits, you know. But so not not too question. much.
2: I, I have one ahead. question. Did it, did it go from six point five to five point seven? So 5.7 to six point to six point seven. Or six point seven. Okay. I understand. Yeah. Are you on any medication?
0: Well, I I I I, um, I had a little prostate problem and I was thinking I had to also go on an extensive quarter antibiotics for forty-two days, which which got okay. rid of the infection because um mm-hmm. the prostate where, was enlarged because of the infection they're up to twenty four. And it when I do mm-hmm. when I took the test, the same day I took the HBC one test, it went down to seven. So that um mm-hmm. I kinda get control of that aspect. But I was taking medication like the Flomax and the Avodat and all this and and, and things like that.
2: Mm-hmm. So so you what know? I would say, particularly with your with your with your H B A one C and thanks for that call and telling us about your background um yes. and and yes well, that activity that you're doing you're listening the, the, here,
0: the, yeah. the, sorry I said six no a little bit say it wasn't six was five point5 point, five, point um, five and then it went up to five point seven not six sorry
2: oh okay well five point five and five point seven is is is, uh, is is healthy you know that's a good range that's normal so that's not high you want it on you want it if it goes above 5.7, that's really where you talk about pre-diabetic. So you're in a very, very good position. So 5.7, 5.5, whenever you take an HbA, once you test, even if you've taken one after the other, there's always an error of about plus or minus 2.2 or 0.3. So that 5.7, 5.2, 5.5 shouldn't be worrying to you because it's almost the same result and it's within the good, healthy range. So you're doing very, very good there. But I do want fruits because you did mention you don't consume sugar. But a lot of fruits or fruits do have a lot of sugar. And if you eat two mangoes, two mangoes actually is four times as much that you should be consuming at one point in time. There's a lot of sugar in mangoes. Even bananas, there's a lot of sugar in bananas. A serving is really, if it's a big banana, it's a half of a banana that's a serving. So you have to pay attention to those serving sizes. But I don't think you have a problem because, of course, you're you're burning that out. You're working every day and you look in the, in the land. So it's, you know, it's something that you're, you're doing and you're keeping active. So I want to advise you to continue doing that. Your blood sugars, if it says 5.5, 6, 5.7, that's really an excellent range for you to be at. Yeah,
1: Let's take another call. Hello. Good afternoon. Sure.
3: Good afternoon, Tusker. Good afternoon, Dr. Danu. Uh, Good afternoon. Um, Doc, I take the position that nutrition is a key factor, including all of the things that um, people overdose on and claim they have special benefits like ginger and garlic and cinnamon and, and, and parsley and this, uh, parsley, sage, rosemary, and thyme. You know the song, right? You, you don't know it. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, Scarborough and Simon and Garfunkel. Um, i'm just saying that um all of these things that are good i have a list including green tea and black tea fresh ginger preserved ginger this that and the other and i make a tea with about five of them at a time and this is called my magic potion tea and i drink that every day sometimes twice a day in addition to my good diet now the reason i take this approach my vegan diet, the reason I take this approach is um, our closest relatives, which are the other great apes, because we are one of them, um, they don't know any science, and they don't have pharmacies and doctors and PhDs around every corner. And therefore, they just survived because they happened to coincide in an environment where the food suits them or the they, those who survived, survived accordingly with the environment and, and reproduced, and there they are. So, um, but it's what they're eating. So I take that to me, it's what I'm eating. But now we have science, so we could fine tune that. And I have listened to the PhDs and the other scientists and so on, and, and they have said that these things are good for you. Now they didn't delve into the doses, But I am thinking that if I drink, for example, ginger and cinnamon, for example, every day, whatever beneficial effect the massive doses will have, right? If I drink all of these good stuff every day in a tea over an extended period, I will get a good outcome, and I have a good outcome. So it's kind of difficult to move me from believing that my magic potion tea and in in conjunction with my vegan diet in conjunction with my exercise and my extremisms in various ways it's not working because it's working so i want to get your exactly, thoughts on yeah.
2: that. thank you yeah yeah thanks for that and, and and i i do agree if what it what it is what what you're doing is working for you then then you continue to do that um no in terms of the tea that you have i won't say or not see that it's working because of course you're doing lots of other things that are very beneficial to you. So, you know, just the diet and the exercise alone is enough to control your diabetes and, and allow you to live a very healthy life. So the team may or may not be doing something. Of course, as you would appreciate, we can't scientifically prove that it, it 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 is doing anything for you, unless it is that we, we use that as a variable by itself. But I would say, and this is what most physicians would say as well. Is if it is that you're doing something in conjunction with the medication, the treatment that they are prescribing, and it's working for you. Once it's not causing you any harm, then you continue doing it. Because for many persons, this routine or this this treatment that they would have, is, whether it's a tea, whether it's a a, a a bush or whatever whatever it is that they use, once it's not causing you any harm, the treatment actually allows you to to maintain a regime and allows you to so, you, you know, take better stock of your health. So I would say continue doing as you do. Um, we're not sure if it, it it has any effect as, you know, having large doses of any anything that has been proven or not proven, but it works for you. So you continue doing that, and that's what I would advise yeah.
1: Another question coming in here for you. Uh, what is diabetes, a curable disease, or is it, uh, can it be cured?
2: Yeah, very good question. If there's somebody telling you that diabetes can be cured, then that person is a puck. That person is not scientifically nor medically trained. There is no cure for diabetes. And this is something that is agreed upon by all of the medical professionals across the world, all of the diabetes organizations and medical organizations across the world. In particular type one diabetes, there is no cure for type one diabetes type two diabetes now this is a little bit of a more complex answer because people like to say that they could reverse it and which which technically you can reverse it to a state where you control it better but that's not that's not a cure so you're controlling it and you can control diabetes to the point where you have no symptoms to the point where your blood sugars are well controlled and you have no complications but once you start going back to the things that you well, say, for example, they're taking medication or say, for example, they have lifestyle changes. Once you go back to the things that you were doing before to cause to get the diabetes, it's going to come back again. Therefore, it's not a cure, it's control. So control of diabetes is important and control of diabetes, which is what could be accomplished, whether or not it's with, diet, with medication or not. But control is what is accomplished. And this is what we would talk about. So not cure. So if there is a doctor or there is a, someone talking on, on social media that they could cure diabetes and that's the first person you need to run away from and go to see a doctor.
1: Alright, Uh let's take another call. 627-3223 625-2257 and of course the WhatsApp board is also open at 306-1065. <phone rings> Sorry about that, like we lost that one. Uh Going to the WhatsApp board, Mango Leaves any type I understand is very good and helpful, and even well. You just explain you can't cure diabetes, so I will skip out this part of the the sentence. What is your view mm. on this statement? Thank you.
2: Yeah. So again, I've not seen extensively research done on mango leaves where you have any credible, statistically relevant. Um, interventions which allow for or, or rather show any change in blood sugar control so we haven't seen anything like that and there have been numerous studies particularly out of india numerous studies that have been done um you see some effects sometimes but it isn't significant enough to say there's definitely an effect so i would say not really um i don't see any effect and I haven't heard of any effect, I can't be corrected but again, from my research I haven't seen um, mango leaves have an effect on that All right So, if there's if there's not another call, Tosca I want to just share um, the website that I spoke about earlier Is there a call?
1: There is a call coming in.
2: Okay, let's take the call and I'll share the website.
1: All right Hello, good afternoon. Hey
2: Tosca What's up? Doc, Dr. Dan one
3: of my favorite doctors. Doctor, listen to this. Listen carefully to what I'm saying. If someone is doing the right thing, right, they don't use sugar, right? Listen to this. They use sugar cane juice, uh, What they use for sugar, right? And you're eating and drinking the right thing and not alcoholic. And, and it's always on that one, around a around hundred. And when you eat, maybe about 120. It's not that a cure for diabetes because you're controlling your cigar and you're not going over the value. You listen off here because I know people, I, I show people this and it works for them. So thanks a lot,
2: Doc. Thanks for that question. And and I want you all to understand what cure versus control is, because the thing is if you're non diabetic, you could eat an entire cake. A whole chocolate cake with all the ice, and you can eat a whole cake. And your body will be able to deal with that. Your pancreas would create enough insulin to get that sugar into the cells. Uh, bring it off or turn it to fat or get rid of it somehow, but your body will deal with it. Now, if somebody has diabetes and they're controlling it, and as as as, as the caller would have said, you know, um, you're not consuming much sugar, but even the sugar cane juice, that's where we get sugar from and sugar cane. So the juices will be a lot of lots of sugar as well. So that's not so good for you. But if you're controlling your blood sugar and your blood sugars are well kept in that range, but you still have diabetes because if you eat that whole cake, your blood sugar would go up and your blood sugar might stay up for a long time. So that's where the difference is between control and cure is. Because control meaning that you need to, to maintain that lifestyle, you need to maintain whatever you're doing. But again, if you stop doing it, then it's going to it's gonna rare it's gonna come back up again, you're gonna have the issue again. So this is where, again, we speak about control versus cure. So very important concepts to understand. But thanks for understanding. Thanks for calling. And what you're speaking about is really diabetes control.
1: All right. So I guess you can so go ahead and give the website as we have website. no calls. Yeah.
2: Of course. So so if you do have a blood pressure machine uh, to validate if this blood pressure machine actually works, or rather if it is a blood pressure machine, you should be using, you could go to validatebp.org, that's V-A-L-I-D-A-T-E, BP, as in blood pressure, dot org. So validatebp.org, you visit that website, you put in your blood pressure model there, and even the series number, and it will tell you a lot of information about that blood pressure machine it will tell you whether or not it's valid, whether or not it's not valid, uh, if you could use it for children, if you could use it for adults, um, So a lot of information about whether or not it's um, a machine that you should be using or not. So it's validatebp.org, search for your blood pressure machine there. And if it's not on that list, it's not a machine that you should be using. So um, Tusker, we just have a few more minutes left. Um, Of course, as I said, we have a, a very, very busy, it's a very, very busy time for us at the association. We're gearing up for that symposium on saturday of course persons could listen out, listen listen out uh, from 9 a.m on freedom 106 as we broadcast the opening ceremony and the first session of the of the symposium our minister of health would be there and we have a series a panel of six speakers will be speaking about diabetes in the morning um around 11 to 12 we're going to be having all the finals of our diabetes debate Uh, secondary school diabetes debate competition and in the afternoon we're going to be having our men's and women's forum we're also inviting our listeners to come out and attend it's on saturday at 9 a.m at the teaching and learning complex at the university of the west indies um we are going to be there um from actually 7 30 you could come in a short a small contribution of 50 dollars gives you breakfast and lunch conference materials and access to all of the resources at the facility. So we're inviting you to participate there. We're also inviting all of our listeners to participate in our run that 5k and fun walk. That's going to be following Sunday, Sunday, 26th at the Shogonas Borough Corporation. You could register by visiting www.diabetes-tt.org. So diabetes-tt.org. You could register there, or you could register at our offices in Shogonas, in Arima, um, or if you can give us a call at 607-3288, so 607-3288, um, call us if you want to register, call us if you want to find out some more information, but we will be there. And, um, I hope to see a lot of you all on, on Saturday and I hope to, to, I hope that you all do tune in on Saturday morning, um, to listen to our diabetes symposium at Uwy. Um, so Tuska, I think. We, we, we just have that, that that final two minutes today. Mm-hmm. I just want to remind persons, of course, if you do have more questions, and next week we're going to be continuing the program Diabetes and You. Um, this month is Diabetes Awareness Month. Uh, I know that also it's it's Men's Health Month, Health month so we, we, we want to encourage men to take care of their diabetes. And we've had all male callers today, so I hope that, and, and I mean many of them are, are well controlling their diabetes, those of them who do have diabetes. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we do have this this session today. So um, I want to wish you a, a pleasant evening, Tosca, and whatever you're doing.
1: Thank um, you so much. And
2: we'll pick up next week. Maybe I'll be with peace but we'll pick up. So have right. a good evening, everyone. The
0: best insight, instant feedback, accountability. The all new Talk Radio Freedom 106.5.